Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. It's me, Tigrila Gardenia. So I am... took a month break, <laughs> took a month break for lots of reasons. Uh, the summertime for me is a time of lots of traveling um, and lots of presentations and courses and all kinds of different aspects. Plus, I wanted to really think about where, what direction you could say I wanted to take with the podcast. And I mean, with the title Reconnect with Plant Wisdom, we know that we want to obviously connect and reconnect with the plant world, but there's more than that. I mean, there's so many podcasts out there that are talking generically. Mind you, they're all great in their own way of how they're talking about how you could work with plants and how you can use plants and think about plants and be inspired by plants. And I was trying to think about what is it that really makes this podcast different, this this opportunity for us to have this conversation and what is, in all essence, the conversation that I really want to be having with you. And and I'm hoping it becomes a two-way street. So I'm I'm looking forward to your comments and I'm looking forward to, you know, really dialoguing on some of the um some of the discussion topics. Let's use it that way. Discussion topics that I bring up because there's no one solution to the things that I'm talking about. I mean, that's the whole point. And that's the really the essence of it is that working with myself, working with plants, you really get to the heart of what this all means for you. So my job here, if anything, is really to provide stimulus, to provide inspiration, to provide input and to provide new ways of thinking. More than anything for me, especially inside of the Naturally Conscious community, which is my online ecosystem that I've created, it's it's really about having a safe space to have some extremely difficult discussions. And that's precisely what I wanted to get into today. I want to get to the real heart of why the conversations that we're having around plant intelligence and plant consciousness and working with plants, in my opinion, are so revolutionary and so difficult for some people to have because obviously when you're when you're thinking about herbalism and plant-based diets and all kinds of different aspects these conversations are ones that we've been having for a very long time they have there's an understanding of what direction we want to take with them but when it comes to recognizing plants as partners plants as mentors plants as models and measures Um, more than anything, plants really as collaborators and co-creators, the conversation, in my opinion, becomes much more difficult to have. And I want this to be the place where we can have these extremely difficult decisions and difficult conversations. Um, I do live plant consciousness commentary inside of the Naturally Conscious community every Friday, and we read through so many different papers and studies and essays and thoughts around plant intelligence and recognizing plants as persons and all of the plant, you know, critical studies that have been born from this conversation. We talk about the plant humanities. We talk about plant arts. We talk about human plant or human vegetal relations, like so many of these different conversation topics that, in my opinion, really are 
are tied to academia. You don't really see them in an everyday scenario. And the reason I think that you don't see them in everyday scenario is because to be honest, they're freaking hard. Okay, so thinking about a plant as a person, maybe intellectually, conceptually is not very difficult. Thinking about plants as beings that are um, deserving of respect and dignity that have an intelligence to them in and of itself is not so hard. I mean, for some people, it's super hard, but for us, for, for us, the, the clan of plant lovers, the, the, those that are plant allies, for us, it's not really hard to have intellectually. But when you start to trickle that down into day-to-day -day life, let me just say that the conversation takes a whole different twist, okay? It's not as easy anymore of just talking about plants as persons when you're having a big summit or a meeting or any of these types of things. Let's talk about it in day-to-day -day life. Let's talk about it in what rights should kin have? In other words, when we're thinking about plants as food, plants as furniture, plants as clothing, what are the rights and that plants have and what is our responsibility as human beings in creating an equitable and reciprocal exchange? Is it as e easy, easy, I say easy, as, you know, na native cultures or indigenous cultures where, you know, how much you leave um, for the plant, how much, uh, where you take from, how much you take, is that the conversation we should be having? Is there a conversation of permission when we're thinking about agriculture and especially industrial agriculture, where we're talking about monocultures and we're talking about taking plants out of their native environments to create a certain way of growing them, where we think of ourselves as the growers of plants rather than stewards of plants or um, creating a relationship with plants. Is, is that where we should be going? Like, should we having a conversation about permission? Should we having a conversation about stewardship? Like the conversations that we can have are multiple and each one of them leads us down different traps that we as humans have to get into we have to really deal with it i mean when it's talking when we're talking about plant rights it's not as easy as just to say when i walk down the street i won't pull a plant like off of the hedge i won't just snap a branch off that's one piece of it but what about cut flowers what about planting that tree on a on a busy street when we think about nature in the city where today it's really about adding plants to all aspects of our city life but with the existing cities that we have, is that fair to the plant for you to be creating a concrete box on the street side where the plant then has to adapt and, and grow inside of? Can the plant do it? Sure, the plant can do it. I mean, we see it when we go to any city, but is that really the relationship we want to have with plants? Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And this is really the difficult conversations that I want to get into going forward. Um, I want to talk about what are the feelings that plants 
clients have. I want to talk with you about where do those feelings, just the same as when I have to take into consideration other humans and even some animals, we've kind of gotten to the place where when it comes to our dogs and cats, we think about what are the relationships and how do I make sure that I don't do anything that's cruel. But what does cruelty look like when it comes to a plant? Is cruelty the fact that I bought a plant from a commercial nursery and I don't actually ask the question of how that plant was raised? Did that plant have a good um, a good childhood or seedlinghood, you might say? Was that plant nourished, not just because the person gave them water or gave, you know, kin, um, the plants were given uh, nourishment in the sense of fertilizer and the right things, or was it organic or not organic? I want to know, was the plant growing up in their native environment? Did the plant have other kin around them? Did we ask permission before putting them for sale? I mean, these are the kinds of questions that I really want to get into and I want to have with you. I want to explore all of these topics when it comes to the true dignity of living beings in every aspect. What happens to everything we have and we use when we don't just treat them as objects, but we recognize that their original source was the plant beings we care about so much. The house plants that are all around me right now, was it fair for me to bring these tropical plants into my home? Is it fair for me to take care of them, to propagate them, to keep them in their planters or their pots? What is the right treatment when we move into, when we evolve into a society where the human-vegetal relationships are actually equal or equitable, at least, in the sense of we first have to get into the conversations around plant sentience, around plant intelligence, around plant consciousness, around plant feelings, so that we don't anthropomorphize and just say, no, we're not allowed to do anything because that's that's the way you know, we don't want to hurt a plant the way we would hurt a human. We need to get into the plant mind. We need to explore this relationship. We need to make mistakes and experiment and have moments where, you know, thing where, where we just don't do it right, where a plant that you maybe um, have been having a relationship dies. What is the right lifespan for a plant? And when is the life or the death of a plant something positive? Should I be sprouting everything just because I have seeds? I mean, do you see the number of questions I have? And I haven't even gotten into the arts, you know, pressed flowers or dye for our like plant-based dyes for our clothes. All of these are plants that give their lives for us in order for us to be able to experience the plants through another lens. When is this right? When is it wrong? And honestly, is there such a thing as right or wrong? And these are really the questions that, as you can tell, haunt me all the time. And I feel like are so important for us to be having. And I want this to be the forum for us to have them. I want this to be the place where we can bring this conversation into the public. And then I want the, you know, for you to have safe spaces where you can discuss them without judgment, without thinking, oh, uh, I can't talk about it because I'm going to screw up or I'm going to make a mistake or I'm going to kill a plant. Look, I'm going to be really honest. The other day I went to a nursery 
I specifically went with the idea of just buying pots because some of the plants that live with me have outgrown the locations in which they've lived. Most of these plants were rescues. They were plants that were given to me. Um, I think that there's only maybe one there was at the time. I'll tell that story in a second. One store-bought plant. And the goal there was just to buy the supplies necessary to ensure that this plant has a good home. But as happens, because I am human, I felt the call of a certain plant who called my attention and said, please bring me home. Or at least I thought that was what was happening. Honestly, it's a plant that I've had in the past and it's a plant that I've killed in the past and a plant that I had said to myself, I would never try to have at home again. But lured by the siren sounds of this green leaves and pretty flowers, I brought the plant home. And honestly, within a week, the plant was dead. Now, I could go into all the things that happened, the mistakes I made, the conditions that were different, the possibility that this plant was raised in conditions that were not natural in a home and therefore could not sustain this. But the end result was a huge lesson for me, both for myself, because there was a, a sort of symbiosis that was happening, a mirroring effect happening between this plant and myself, but also in the fact of, did I really listen to my intuition? Did I enter in and really ask this plant per permission? Did I speak to the plant all the things that I know how to do? Or did I get carried away by my humanness? And so it was, a, it was a huge learning lesson. And honestly, I'm still trying to make the plant. I'm still trying to resuscitate the plant, even though I'm pretty positive that the plant is completely dead. But I'm, I'm trying, desperately trying. And I'm giving every single kind of first aid and second aid and third aid that I can think of in my hopes that I will be able to bring this plant back to life. But I didn't because I'm human and I make mistakes. And I have already had the conversation with the plant of my you know, asking for guidance and, and friendship and understanding and knowing that this is part of the cycle that we're, you know, we as humans have to experience as we go through life. This is what I want to be talking about here. So we're just getting started. We're just starting back. We're going to make these a little shorter because I want them to be just a moment of true conversation between us. And I know that some of that is going to take time. I know we don't want to get into it too deeply, but I do want you to start thinking. I'm going to leave you with these thoughts. I want you to start thinking about what is the dignity of life, whether it's human life or plant life or animal life or nature spirit life or any other kind of life. How do we start to understand what is the dignity for that type of life, for the life of a plant, for example, a specific plant or a species of plant? or plants as a whole, or plants' essences? Where does our need and our um, mutual exchange as human beings, we need plants in order to live and survive. Where do my needs as a human being go and where, where do they end and where do the needs of the plant take over? How can I ensure that whatever I'm doing, whether I'm eating or buying furniture or buying clothing or even buying plants is done with maximum respect and dignity? And what are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the difficult conversations that today we don't even know how to answer in order to get to that? Because if we don't really understand what plant feelings are, if we don't really understand what 
plant emotions are, if we don't understand what plant intelligence looks like and what does that sentience really mean, then how are we possibly going to get to an actual answer of what is a dignified and honorable life for that plant? So this is the questions that I want to leave you burning with. I want you to think about them. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'd love for you to leave me a comment here, send me an email, come into the Naturally Conscious community and answer the question. I just want to know what do you think that we should be talking about and looking at in order to understand how to co-create and collaborate and live in harmony with all the beings of our planet. All right. That's what our conversation is going to be going forward. So I'm going to leave you right here with that question. And remember, resist the urge to hold back your evolving green brilliance. Let's have the top conversations. Let's show that we don't actually know, but that together we can find the answers. That's me, Tigria Gardenia, cutting out for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsetta from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.